Hi everybody. Um, happy Sunday. This is Erin and this is a mini episode of Self-Doubt Sandwich. The first mini episode of Self-Doubt Sandwich. Today we're doing Tarot Sunday for everyone. I say today because I'm not sure that's what we're going to do for the next mini episode. If that's what feels good and that feels right then perhaps that's what's going to happen. Um, but I don't know right now. I, all I know right now, Oh, sorry. Is that it's Sunday. I slept in to Sunday is like my Saturday. It's my first like weekend day or whatever. And I slept in, my phone was in the other room. It was beautiful. Um, Doug woke up before me when I walked out of the bedroom, the first thing he said to me, because he was already on the couch, was, do you want me to make you an acai bowl? And my answer was a resounding yes. So I had an acai bowl for breakfast, and then I went for a walk. And on the walk, I just felt an invitation to do this. And it was something I'd kind of been thinking about for a while, but today I felt like that full invitation that I said yes to, to make this mini episode. And while I feel like the mini episode is like the second cousin of the full episode who didn't go to college and doesn't always shave her armpits and travels around the country and it's hard to get a hold of and you never really know what she's doing for money, but anytime you hang out with her, it's like, you, you know, like a nice cleansing time. I don't know. That's, that's just what I'm going with. So, um, I'm going to do a tarot spread for the collective, as they say. And I'm going to assume that if you're listening to it, you're saying yes to the invitation for this tarot reading to apply to you and to perhaps help you navigate through this week ahead and I'm going like full like woo woo with this episode I've got my tea and my bowl of rosebuds and my candle lit crystal in my hands actually I have most of those things when I'm recording a full-length episode too so I don't know I'm just being a little bit more transparent about it, I suppose. But yeah, I came up with a four card spread while I was walking this morning that I felt like I wanted to do for not just me, but for everyone. The way I use tarot is not necessarily to like explicitly find out what's going to happen in the future, but it's more like to explore the invitations of the present moment or like the near future and it's to help me navigate like whatever is occurring for me right now and so I invite you to take this reading however way it serves you whether it helps you navigate this next week or whether it helps you figure out what the fuck happened last week or whether it serves you in some other way, there's no wrong way to take it. Um, thank you for listening. And Sunday, you know, 
doing it on Sunday. I grew up going to church and I stopped going to church when I was about 18 for lots of reasons that I won't get into right now. And that's never something that I've regretted or felt like was the wrong choice for me. But there are some aspects of it that, you know, I either miss or like I try to incorporate into my life in some way, like the ritual of it, you know, and just um, the community of it. And so that's, you know, kind of why I felt pulled to do it on Sunday, not just because it's like the day that's most convenient for me, but just because it also has some spiritual significance for me. So, um, yeah, happy Sunday. And I'm going to go ahead and get my cards ready and do this reading for everyone. Okay, so we are getting started and I want to say before I get into it that one, I'm using the Modern Witch Tarot, the limited edition that I received last Saturday that I've been really excited to get to use. And two, I want to say that I, while I have lots of, while I have had lots of exposure to guidebooks and other people's teachings about the tarot and that will certainly feed through some of the things that I say today. I'm not consulting a guidebook specifically for this reading. I just pulled the cards and hit record. Before I shuffled and pulled the cards, I definitely took a moment to check in, which is super important. Something I do whether I'm reading for myself or somebody else or just pulling a card for like a just a daily pull. I always want to check in and just be with whatever is in the moment. And particularly for this reading, I wanted to make sure I checked in for everyone. Um, not that I can actually check in for everyone, but checking just check in with the intention of being a vessel and receiving something that is applicable for, you know, maybe not every single person in the world, but perhaps like a vast majority of what's happening in the universe or what people are, are dealing with as they start their work week and they navigate through their week, um, particularly this week being a week with a major holiday coming up. Maybe that's great because maybe you have some time off of work and you get more time with family or maybe it's also, maybe it's great, but also perhaps a little bit stressful just navigating the change in routine and sometimes seeing family is not always all kittens and rainbows. There's some other complicated feelings mixed in with that too. So... I just tried to keep all that in mind while I was checking in, while I was shuffling, while I was pulling the cards, but I'm not going to be reading from any guidebooks. Probably some of the things that I will say will be based on things that I've learned from Lindsay Mack at Wild Soul Healing or just from other guidebooks that I've read. Um, But, you know, I'm here to be a channeler 
be a vessel, however hippie that sounds. So, um, this is a four-card spread. The first position, I made my four positions, and they're all just one word. So the first position is give. And by give, I don't mean like a sacrifice. I don't mean something painful or uncomfortable, like that you just have to rip away from your soul and like hand over to somebody else. What I mean by give is more what attitude should you bring to this week? What should you be willing to present to other people and to the universe? And so what I got is the eight of pentacles. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know who's listening right now, you know, and so I'm going to kind of go a little bit basic with my tarot knowledge because I want this to be accessible for everyone. And so I just want to start by saying that eight is a number of transformation. When you look at the span of one through 10, which is what the minor arcana cards cover, eight is towards the end of a, of one particular journey or cycle. So as you know, from your own life, when you get to the end of a particular journey or cycle, even if you don't know it at the time, you do start to piece together the lessons in a little bit more of a, um, what's the word, like a more formed way. And by piecing together those lessons, you can start to integrate them into your life and start to actually transform So eight is a big transformative number. It's preparing you for the end of a cycle, which the end of a cycle also means the beginning of a cycle. Pentacles, um, the element that is associated with this suit is earth. And my teacher, Lindsay Mack, refers to pentacles as like the way of soulfully living in a physical world. Um, It's the integration of you know, our physical bodies and also our soul's existence. And so it's, it's very, it has to do with a lot of practical things, like things to do with your work and your home. Um, when I first started reading tarot, I really thought the pentacles were super boring, uh, because it had to do with like the mundane things. But if you've been listening to this podcast, like the full episodes, you know, I've kind of been on a journey when it comes to how I treat the mundane. And so the pentacles are such a rich suit for me now, like rich metaphorically, but also just rich, literally like they are of the earth and of the soil. And I'll probably post a picture of these cards on my Instagram, but just, you know, if you're listening to this while driving or doing something with your hands and your eyes that you can't look at the card, I just want to take a moment to describe it. It's, um, There's a woman sitting at a desk and she's in front of a, like a sketchboard and she's working really hard at perfecting her drawing of this pentacle. And you can see that she has several other versions. She's got a cup full of pencils by her. She's very, very focused on what she's doing and she is devoted to repetition and she is completely completely buying in to this idea that through repetition you can get to mastery 
and notice it and not ever say perfection, um, but just mastery, like just expertise doesn't mean you don't ever make mistakes, but it just means that you are willing to just put in some blood, sweat, and tears into your craft. Um, and pentacles, again, it has to do with like home and work, but this might not necessarily be like what you do for your nine to five. It might be your side hustle, um, quote unquote side hustle or something like a hobby that you do that is something that you would do whether or not you made money. And because you believe in it so much, you're willing to give that time and energy. And that's the kind of vibe that the universe is inviting us to greet this week with. Just um, sort of attention to detail and just the belief that repetition really does bring about great change. And it's important to note that it's not like blind repetition. It's not robotic repetition. It's a repetition that is very reflective and it's very in tune with what we're doing with our bodies. And by repetition, I don't mean doing the same thing the same way over and over again. Um, Although that might be what you end up doing once you reach mastery and you just have to produce a bunch of things that might be what it means eventually but what eight of pentacles is inviting us to do is keep practicing our craft and but also stay open to whatever manipulations not in a bad way just adjustments you know that we might need to make in order for us to get to that next ladder rung towards mastery or just to you know just to just to get the experience, just to build the portfolio. You know, like I know me personally, I'm trying to work on getting some remote jobs and like possibly, you know, eventually getting some freelance writing jobs. And a lot of those job applications require you to have writing samples. And I do actually do have some writing samples, but because of, you know, my whatever happened in the past with my laptops, I don't have digital copies of them. So that requires me to sit in front of a computer and type up something that I already did that will then enable me to do something new. Um, And so that's really kind of Eight of Pentacles energy right there too. Just the belief that sitting your butt in your chair or whatever your chair is, whether it's working out in the garden or, you know, whatever... Um, just time spent in that like flow state, even if it doesn't yield a finished product at first, or even if it doesn't yield a a perfect mastery type of product at first, it's, it's what we're being invited to do. We're just being invited to be devoted to our craft and to believe that if I keep doing this and I keep learning from the mistakes that I'm making and I stay true to the process and I engage in the process, transformative things are going to happen. So the next position is receive. And so by receive, I really do just mean receive. Like what is something that we can receive either from people in our life or from ourselves or from the universe that can kind of go back and help us with what we're being asked to give. And so the card that I pulled for the receive position is the two of sorts. 
and I'm trying to give you that basic tarot stuff and I can't really remember the key words necessarily for the number two. Um, but you know, two has to do with duality and, and binary things and connection. Um, it's adding on to the one instead of one, we now have two. So there's connection that's preparing us for deeper community and swords. The element associated with swords is air and swords have a lot to do with our mental capacities or our mental activities, our brain, like what's going on with our thoughts, even feelings, but more what's going on with our thoughts and our intellect and how we're processing things. So it's being air. It's a little, it's like the opposite of pentacles. It's very up in the air, not so grounded energy, and it can be a little bit more sharp as a sword. A pentacle is a round, you know, very accommodating type of situation, while a sword is a pointy metal dagger that can injure you. So swords can be a little dicier to deal with. Um, But it's not that I'm like, that this card is asking you to receive injury or anything like that. Um, Two of swords, the card that I'm physically looking at, there's a crescent moon in the background. There's a woman sitting on a box in front of the ocean. She's blindfolded and she has, she has some really cute shoes, by the way. This modern witch tarot is amazing. She's got really cute, like strappy white sandals. I want to say they might even be platform sandals, but I can't tell for sure. But she's got her arms crisscrossed in front of her and each of her hands are holding swords. And so there's a sword jutting out almost from her shoulders, each of her shoulders. And she's wearing like a white t-shirt dress kind of, but on her shoulders, there's like a crisscross material that almost looks like armor. And I mentioned that just because I'm noticing it, but also because two of swords, um, to me has to do with setting boundaries and going internal, like being able to set boundaries that then enable and empower you to really get back in tune with yourself and whatever you need. And it's really hard to do that if you don't have boundaries set up with how you interact with people, how you interact with technology, how you take care of your daily tasks and how you feed yourself and water yourself and get rest and all of that. So two of swords to me um, has to do with dealing with energy leaks and whatever way that might be happening. And so I feel like this card is showing up as permission to set boundaries. And so that's what the universe is inviting you to receive is just that permission. Because sometimes we need permission. We need, we're, we're, we're back in elementary school and we feel like we need a permission slip to go on the field trip. And especially again with the holidays coming up and family dynamics having to be navigated and you have to decide how you're going to spend your time, where you're going to spend your time, with whom you're going to spend your time, you know, still keeping up with whatever 
things you're doing to take care of yourself while also, you know, wanting to, you know, maybe reconnect with friends and family. Two of Swords is just saying, you know, even in this time of holidays and merriment and lots of family time and time spent in community, it's okay to want time by yourself too. And it's okay to set boundaries and say no to things. You don't have to say yes to every invitation. Um, if you're saying yes to every invitation, then that means that you're becoming depleted because you're not having enough time with yourself doing whatever it is that you like to do by yourself, whether it's, you know, meditate and journal or like play online poker or go mountain biking, whatever. Um, then the yes is, you know, that it's not worth it if it's coming at a cost to yourself. And so it just wants it being the card just uh, is a signifier for that permission that even though it's like the time of year where it's like become completely normalized to just spread yourself thin, to spread your finances thin and your time and your energy, and then to also still worry about like taking care of yourself and worry about January 1st and this ar- this arbitrary holiday of the new year and, and setting goals and stuff. And in this time of year is the, is the time that it's normalized to just be super indulgent, be indulgent, but be indulgent in a way that is, that's healthy to you. Perhaps be indulgent with your own alone time. And so this card is just saying, you know, boundaries, they're okay. Pay attention to your energy leaks and plug them up with love and care and and compassion. So the third card, um, the position or sorry, the third position is remember and I'm going to admit that I chose remember just because I, I like how it goes with receive. I like alliteration or assonance, ass, assonance uh, as this would be since it's consonants. Um, but also this card, I, it's basically what we're being asked to pay attention to in the present moment. But I chose that word remember because... I really do believe that there are things that we already know that are so helpful and so important for us, but that we forget that we know them. And so we have to be reminded. It happens with me all the time, like even with things that like I really enjoy, I forget. I forget that I enjoy it and I have to be reminded and I have to, you know, think, go back and be intentional with my passions and, and how I spend my time. So The card that I pulled for remember is King of Cups. So King is a court card and it's the, you know, the the top dog court card and Kings have to do with mastery. And I think that's a really neat callback to our first card in our give position, the Eight of Pentacles, where we're working towards mastery. And it's almost like, hey, remember even though you're working towards mastery, you're, you've actually already mastered this too, which I know can be like a hard thing to accept. It's a hard thing for me to accept because life is still all about the processes and about making the mistakes and about making the things happen. But at the same time, if we approach it from like, oh, I've already made this happen. Like it's already happened in my mind. Now it's just 
bringing it into the universe or I've already mastered this. I just need to remember that I've mastered it. That's just like a level of, of consciousness that I haven't quite gotten to, but that seems very interesting and, and liberating and joyful to me. So the King of Cups, uh, to paint the picture for you, there is a person, definitely like not explicitly female person, so non-binary person um, sitting on a throne in the middle of an ocean. The back of the throne is a seashell. They're wearing a crown. They're holding a cup. There's a fish jumping in the background. They've got like a really dope outfit on. Uh, my favorite colors like turquoise and teal. And they're wearing like cool glasses and they're looking off into the distance and they've got their like legs kind of spread out, like kind of like, you know, man spreading as they say. And they're just really occupying this space. They're really taking advantage of this throne. Like they have their elbow on one armrest and their hand on the other armrest. They're fully feeling the structure that they've been given out in the middle of the ocean. And so I already said, you know, a king has to do with mastery level things and cups are associated with the element of water and the heart. Um, and they have to do with emotions and feelings and just matters of the heart. And so a king of cups is a signifier of like being a mastery of your emotions and not I don't want to say being in control of your emotions, but being able to be with your emotions without drowning in them, which is precisely what this king is doing. He's literally in the middle of the ocean, but he's not anywhere close to drowning or they're not, excuse me, they're not anywhere close to drowning. I say king because, or I say he, because king is like gendered as a he, but really kings and queens in the tarot are not, I, I don't see them as gendered um, explicitly. But this king is not drowning. This king is being with their emotions, not trying to control them, not trying to suppress them, but also not indulging them. And so to get more specific about this week and what this card is calling us to remember this week the phrase that ultimately came to mind when I first saw this card is a phrase that I cannot take credit for. It's a phrase that's bouncing around the world, uh, specifically like the self-help type of world. But this belief, like, you know, like mantra, what have you, that you can be both whole and healing at the same time. And the King of Cups is a healer, but that doesn't mean that they don't have their own wounds. It just means that they're able to hold space for their wounds and also hold space for other people's wounds. And that's what we're being invited to remember is that we don't have to, you know, be perfectly healed to help others heal. You know, you can be a healer and still be healing. You can be whole and healing at the same time. You can occupy spaces. You can envision a project being done and 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 also like have it done at the same time it's trippy for me even to say that I don't fully understand it myself but that's the words that are coming out of my mouth um but it's just this like 
you don't have to have like, it's not, it's not either or it's yes. And, and, um, I think that the more people that realize that you don't have to have it all together to also help other people and to also like feel proud about who you are, that's better for our world in general. And so, yeah, I can't say it enough. The King of Cups is a healing healer. And that's what we're, we're being invited to remember that we can all be that. We all are healing healers in whatever capacity, in whatever way that means for us. So let me take a sip of my tea. We've reached the last position of my Tarot Sunday for Everyone spread. And the last position is release because I just couldn't help myself with the R words. And release is a common tarot spread position as far as like, what am I being invited to release? Uh, And I used to see it as a negative thing. Like what icky thing am I getting asked to get rid of? Um, Which was hard for me to navigate because I don't see any tarot card as being icky. So how could a tarot card tell me what icky thing to release? Well, it can, it can do that because there are like, shadow sides to tarot cards and such but also what I learned through again studying things with uh, Lindsay Mack and her tarot teachings is that release doesn't mean you're letting go of something bad it almost can also it, it can mean that you're finalizing a lesson like a lesson is becoming integrated in you so much that it doesn't have to be what's on the front burner anymore If you spent a long time, I'm going to be like really practical, just uh, on like setting a habit of flossing your teeth every night and maybe you had to have a post-it note in front of your mirror that said like floss your teeth, it helps, you know, prevent heart attacks. Maybe you had to have a phone reminder, maybe you kept track of how many days in a row that you flossed your teeth. Um... But then that it happened so much and you you got into a habit where you realized that you weren't looking at your post-it note anymore and you weren't looking at your phone reminder anymore, but you were still flossing your teeth. That's something you can release. You can take down the post-it note and you can turn off the phone reminder and you can stop keeping track because flossing your teeth has become an integrated part of your life. It's become not something that you have to do, but something that is you just do. It's part of your life. And so that's what I mean by release. It's like, what's a lesson that I can fully affirm that I have learned? It doesn't mean I won't necessarily have to go back and learn it sometime in the future. But for now, in this present moment, it's not something that I have to give all of my time and energy to anymore because it's become a part of me. And... (laughs) I almost stopped and said, does that make sense? But then I realized no one was going to answer me right away. But it does that make sense? <laughs> I'm going to just say it. Um, so yeah, the card that I pulled for this release position that I just spent some time explaining is the Empress. And so, you know, like before with this negative view of release, I would have been so sad to pull the Empress because the Empress is one of my favorite cards even though some people, you know, have difficulties with it and it can be triggering for some people. It's one of my personal favorite cards. Uh, it's also my birth card, like my soul card. 
Um, and so to pull it in the release position, when you're just thinking of the literal meaning of release, it can be like, what? No, I don't want to release the Empress. But really, this is saying that, hey, we got it. Like the Empress, you can, you don't have to put all your energy into mastering the Empress anymore because it's something that you're being invited to release because you're being invited to recognize it as part of your existence now. And so the Empress is the, it's part of the major arcana, which are a cards that go from zero to 21. And each card represents like a archetypal life journey stage or a big energy that we encounter in life. And so this is number three. So it's early on in the journey. It has a lot to do with our own identity and the Empress has to do uh, a lot with fertility not just like, you know, making babies, but like making things and like being creative and just really, really lush. It's associated with uh, the planet Venus, I'm pretty sure. Um, so it just has a lot to do with just really lovely, indulgent, earthly things. And the big thing, the big lesson that the Empress, actually, I want to describe this card to you. Um, there's this woman with like beautiful, a beautiful dress on. The dress has like a lemon pattern on it or tip, um, stereo, like, um, the traditional like Rider Waite Smith version has pomegranates as one of the like symbols, but it looks like this is lemons, which is cool. Um, she's got this beautiful gold jewelry and like a head thing and earrings, um, this just like luminous, charming Afro happening and she is leaning back quite leisurely, quite sure of herself on this really decadent seating arrangement full of pillows and, and cushiness. And in the background, there's all this red and orange, like passion colors. There's some greenery. There's also these like gigantic turquoise, like crystal rock formations all around her. There's actually three separate ones and I just love it. And She's got almost a smirk on her face, um, which is just very empress. And she's also got like the sign, the female sign, like the circle and the, the cross underneath it. Uh, empress traditionally is associated with lots of feminine energy, but you don't have to be woman identifying to, you know, identify with the empress or to benefit from the teachings of the empress. So anyway, the empress has to do with receiving, receiving help or receiving compliments or receiving a cup of tea or toast, nourishment, teachings, constructive criticism, just like anything we're being asked to receive. And that can be a very difficult thing. I think especially for women to receive things, um, you know, like when we get a compliment, sometimes I feel like not anymore. Now I just say, thank you. Um, <laughs> but you know, sometimes we want to make sure we say something nice back or be like, Oh no, this is, I just pulled this out of my closet. It's no big deal or like downplay it. And the empress is, has nothing to do with, she wants nothing to do with that. She's all about receiving and really 
being in your body and finding pleasure wherever it's available. And this card showing up here by no means is asking us to forget about that stuff or to like stop receiving. It's just a signifier that like, hey, this doesn't have to be on your front burner anymore. You can move on to working on something else, you know, um, you can be working on boundaries like the receive card. The two of swords is inviting us to work on boundaries and, and energy leaks and making sure our, our property, you know, our mental and emotional property is, is like well labeled for other people to help us to love other people because we have those boundaries. And so the emperor showing up here is really beautiful. It's saying like, Hey, good job. You're, you're receiving things from other people and you're going to keep doing that. And you're going to keep working on it, you know, almost like in a subconscious way, but you can put it on the back burner. You can just let it simmer for a little while. It doesn't need to be the, the thing that like you're focused on in terms of your self growth or your, your spiritual work. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up because I don't want to just keep repeating myself. This went a little bit longer than I had hoped. I was hoping for like a snappy 20-minute reading, but that's not what happened. So if you're still listening, thank you for being here with me. And I've got some exciting things in the works for my regular full-length episodes of Self-Doubt Sandwich. That's just a little teaser for you to say that. I've got some special things coming up. And so... I hope you stay tuned and I hope you have a good Thanksgiving or whatever you might be choosing. I just dropped my pen. See, this is why I play with crystals instead of pens because they just click out of my hands. Anyway, thank you for being here for the very first mini episode, Tarot Sunday for Everyone, number one. Have a great week. You notice that, please clap. Ooh, been down that dish before, not going back. Are we all just kids, too afraid to laugh? Oh, you've been down that dish before, but guess what? You're not going back, not going back. Too pretty to look so cool